Uh, what's up, guys? You got DJ here from Without Mercy, and you are listening to the Metal Teddy Bear Experience, an experience of teddy bears made of metal, which doesn't seem like it would be like cuddly, but you can still do stuff. You can still get inside the teddy bear. Most of us did weird stuff to our teddy bears when we were younger. I don't, I don't suggest that, but I also don't, I don't judge. You know, you do you, and it's an experience, and that's why the metal teddy bear is an experience. And welcome back to the Metal Teddy Bear Experience podcast right now. This is your host, Chris. We got my boy, Jesse. What's up, dude? How you doing? We're back. I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm pretty good because we got DJ Temple of Without Mercy. What's up, dude? How you been? Ah, gentlemen. Let us begin the meetings of the computer screens. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so weird. Like uh, now with the podcast, just doing this all over like, you know, Zoom or Google Me or whatever. It's been so weird because uh, usually I try to interview bands at the venues, at the show in person. But uh, I got to say, vid- video ain't that bad. <laughs> it helps with the smell. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I had this one interview where we were at the venue and we actually had to do it outside and it was freezing out, like probably like 20 degrees. And I remember the guy's like, okay, can we, can, can we finish this now? <laughs> like we didn't want to do the podcast. Like they, were, they didn't want to hold the, the, the mic because their hands would be exposed. It was so, so funny, especially when they were from Texas. So they weren't used to the weather here. Well, we're from Jersey. So where are you calling in? Uh, I'm calling in from Vancouver. Nice. Damn. Devin Townsend city. Where are oh, the Canucks? <laughs> he owns it. <laughs> he actually owns it. Canucklehead. No, I'm sorry. Every time I hear Vancouver, I just immediately think of Luongo from the Canucks or I think of uh, Devin Townsend. Two Devin's, things. Devin's good. I think of Devin or never having victory in NHL. <laughs> you a hockey fan? Yeah, I used to be. <laughs> until, until we never won, then I stopped. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> until we burned down our city. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, well. great well dude thank you for joining the show this is uh this is awesome to have you on um so what have you been doing uh during quarantine how has it been in vancouver it's been weird like we're we're technically in a suburb about say 40 minutes east of vancouver and uh it's been it's like this is just a weird time man like nobody knows what's going on really and you turn on the news you get a different answer and then you talk to a doctor you get an even different answer Lucky for me, the the dudes with the signs that just say the end is nigh. I don't even know what nigh is. I, I think they might have mispronounced like neighing of a horse or something. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a thing, bro. It's been a thing. Uh, have you been able to like, um, like you said, this is your studio now. So is this like at your home studio or is this like a like you know, studio at like a uh, different building? Right. I, uh, I run a music academy, like a brick and mortar location. So I'm, uh, I'm at my brick and mortar location right now for my Temple Music Academy, where we teach young kids metal stuffs. <laughs> awesome. So. Okay. So you, during quarantine, were you, did you have to do like video lessons or anything like that? Or you? Yeah, we totally switched online for a month or two before where we were, it got a little safer. So we just kept monitoring and just kept monitoring and eventually we're able to open like 60, 40. And now we're, now we're rolling like an 80, 20 experience. So okay. it's, been, yeah. it's been interesting man that's fantastic because i always think like when it comes to music or any of that stuff i it just is what it is it feels like it always gets hits the hardest because you know it's just like 
that's what I always worry about. I never want the music lessons to go down or the music videos to go down. So I'm glad you're doing all right. That's awesome. Yeah, but we're pretty lucky where we're at. Like, I mean, the community's really been cool. They've rallied together. This town, we're in a town called Abbotsford, and uh, Abbotsford's really rallied together. It's been pretty insane. So that's, you know, grateful for that. Awesome. For sure. that, yeah, that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, here in New Jersey, we had a lockdown pretty hard, considering that we're next to New York. Like, what are we, 20 minutes away from New York? So, uh, yeah, we locked down pretty hard, but now things are slowly opening, like 20% capacity and outdoor stuff like that. So a little bit back to normal, I guess. Yeah, a little bit the opposite. No one really rallied together here. They're like, oh, I could take this mask off in public. And they're just like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we, uh, we, we like the news. It's fun right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I like kind of seeing, I saw, uh, I think one was very perplexing. I saw this whole family with masks, except for the dad. He was just like, you guys stay safe. Ah, it's hard to breathe in that thing. I was like, what? It's like you guys all went through the trouble. Be a unit at least. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, all right. It's like someone said, kids, put on the mask. He's like, I got asthma or something. Screw that. Thing. <laughs> I was just like, all right. Good for you, I guess. I don't know what the hell that's about. Well, speaking about the band Without Mercy, uh, can you give us a little bit of like a history of the band? Like how, how did you guys form? Uh, how long was it like, you know, an idea, the, the whole history of it? Yeah, somewhere around 2007, I think, maybe six. I had the idea to start a, start a metal band. I really just wanted to. I had met Dimebag in Vancouver and I told him I really, really wanted to start a band. And he was like, well, then just fucking do it. Like, <laughs> that's like a dime <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Where's the dime? So I, I started out, started finding members, uh, switched a few members along the lines, and now we're on the era of uh, our like fifth studio album, I think it is. Seismic coming out November 20th. We're super pumped, dude. Like Jeff Loomis is on the record. Like freaking yeah. Chris Broderick's on the record. This is insane right now. Yeah, and, dude, I saw that. I was like, you had the two best Nevermore guitarists featured on your album like how'd you how'd you meet those guys uh so chris has been a friend of mine for a few years met him outside a show a lifetime ago and now we kind of hang out doing the guitar thing every saturday so that was that was just like yo chris can you hook a brother up kind of thing and i'd never <laughs> expected him to say yes and he was like yeah sure and then i just want on a side note his solo that he put on our track disinfect the soul that's like none of us like expected it we were sitting there like holy shit and he just like takes <laughs> you somewhere you just like goes somewhere uh and then jeff was just um uh, basically if you stalk someone long enough <laughs> <laughs> you catch them at their most vulnerable and they will finally <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jeff and i had a had a mutual friend and uh i asked the mutual friend to ask jeff to pretty please read my email <laughs> <laughs> that's so sick. And that's awesome kind of started from there and dude i gotta say like both of those dudes are like if you look at like the skill of guitar playing like whatever you want to call that are like tenfold nicer people than they are good at their instrument damn it's it's insane like you're, you're hanging out with these guys like um I, I told this other dude the other day like my dad died seven years ago and chris broderick fucking phoned me to make sure i was okay like wow. who does that damn yeah, yeah. No. Like, only close people. That's crazy when you hear like very skilled or very famous people. Like when stories like that, you're like, wow, they're for real. That's good. It's good to hear. 100%. And Jeff is like, 
Jeff is from now. I'm sorry. My knowledge of, of American geography is pretty terrible. So I'm going to ask this horrific question right now on air. <laughs> you but, might be uh, just as bad. <laughs> is, uh, is Wisconsin at all considered Midwest? Is that? Yeah. Is I think that, so. Yeah. Okay. I, would I, mean, I would way. consider it, but watch we're wrong. We're all wrong. We're, we're Google Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. Cause I, I think Jeff's from like Wisconsin originally. Oh, okay. of yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and, uh, and like, he is your, your stereotypical Midwest guy that like we're working together on the solo. We're doing all this crazy work. And he like, I'm, I'm hanging with him at his house, which is just unheard of. The inside dude is like just losing his mind. And, uh, <clears throat> Jeff is consistently concerned with like, Oh, is the house warm enough? Did you get enough to eat? Can I get you more coffee? Maybe we'll order a pizza in like an hour. Make sure you get fed. I'm like, Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Oh man, that's the opposite of like uh, you know when they say don't meet your idols. That's like the opposite. Like he actually is awesome. (laughs) Oh, he's he's just a wonderful human. He's the kind of guy that like after a long road traveled and he would see you out on his lawn or something, you know, he'd come out and like, oh, come on into the house, boys. You know, uh, like all those classics. Like I feel like he was like Superman's dad, except that would imply that I was Superman and I do not look that good in tights. (laughs) or tired superman retired yes yeah Yeah, that sounds like a midwest kind of thing yeah wisconsin's kind of directly in the middle of the country yeah so seems like it's midwest i don't know i I would say so because that also sounds like nothing like east coast hospitality people are no you gotta get to know them a little bit before they start doing stuff like that for you (laughs) this is like (laughs) this is what it is they're frowning until you become their friends like oh yeah is it going (laughs) or like if you walk on the sidewalk they're watching you like what is that <laughs> I will say though, I love it though. I remember when I like back when work was a thing, and I used to actually go into the city to work. I remember I was like at a taxi line, and some guy cut, and you just see one guy, "Hey, what the fuck?" And I was just like, <laughs> and I was like, it's kind of awesome. I was like, it's just kind of funny. Like you just see this random outburst of East Coast anger just come out of nowhere. You're like, whoa! All right, <laughs> everyone's on edge. Watch out. That's great. You get good ball breaking around here though, so I kind of yeah, it's a good trade off. I wouldn't want my car to break down around here, though. I guess (laughs) (laughs) definitely a Wisconsin thing. Be like, oh, come next to the fire. You want some tea? We'll call you a car. But yes, it's awesome. (laughs) So before you mentioned meeting Davek Daryl and just wanting to start a band, was Pantera like a major influence on your your style? Yeah, Pantera is when I clicked into the Matrix. You know what I mean? Like that that was my like holy breakdowns. Like this is what the world's really like. I'll never forget that shedding skin song when he's soloing over his own solo. Like, (laughs) yeah, jeez. I remember my one friend's like, I can never get into Pantera. It just sounds like video game metal. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it just sounds like you know, like a Nintendo game. I was like, bro, get out of here. Get him out of here. Send him somewhere. And we haven't spoken since. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what uh, other bands are there too? Uh, that I love? Like, oh, dude, how much time we got? Uh, An hour. It's got 45 Pantera is obviously the, the, the greatest thing ever. That led me into a lot of shit. It's like Meshuga. I, I, can't, I can't believe what's going on when you watch that band. That just doesn't seem human. Yeah. Do live, they take it to another level too. It's like nuts. Like the albums are that good, and then live, you're like, wow. It, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, freaking cattle decapitations, unreal. Uh, White chapels, unreal to me. Oh my god, uh, yeah. Uh, 
uh, recently a student got me super into infant annihilator yeah <laughs> 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 i'm like i don't and the kid was like 12 so i'm like what the <laughs> hell are we watching right now <laughs> Lear videos going i'm like oh my god you should not be listening to this but oh. cool, did he show, did he show you the one where they're just frolicking through the woods <laughs> yeah and they're like they're like doing just, shit yeah they're basically just it's just them basically air fucking each other for four minutes straight while brutal music is playing oh my god which, like, led, which led me to bro job have you guys yeah! heard of bro job? <laughs> no jesse's talked about them though oh teeny oh. weedy oh buddy oh yeah. buddy <laughs> now i gotta check this out usually i ignore jesse when he talks no! about this kind of stuff oh, oh like, my nah. god now that you mentioned it, I have to watch it. It's one of the greatest I heard that track. Like, I'm, legit, I'm legit crying right now. It was so bloody <laughs> funny. I heard that track, We Are the Boyfriend Stealers. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never listened to it, but I look at the track name just to brighten up my day as the birds and the breeze. Every time I look at that, I never listen for some reason. I never click on it, but I'm just like, I don't know why I love that name so much. <laughs> yeah, so here's the here's the hilarious thing about Bro Job, and I'm sure this is what they were going for. Like, the song titles and lyrical content are fucking hilarious the whole time. But then you're, like, listening to it going, this is actually legit really good, though. <laughs> that's oh, that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> I feel like gnarly. I get that same vibe from Psycho Stick, where, you know, they're like a humor <laughs> core band. I even love how they made themselves humor core, not like metal or anything. <laughs> But, like, they're actually really good guitarists, really good vocal, like, you know, really good songwriters. Like, it's spot on. Like, you ever hear the radio single they did? I was like, oh, my God. That is, like, the quintessential radio single. Like, you know, intro, chorus, uh, verse, chorus kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. I haven't, I haven't. I should check that out for sure. Oh, uh, I'll do that if you guys listen to Bro Job. Oh, oh right after this. <laughs> <laughs> As the sound of a thousand clapping. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have the perfect heart-shaped ball sack. That's my favorite. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, awesome. All right, so a little bit about your album coming out November 20th, Seismic. Um, I noticed that you guys worked with uh, Blood Blast on this. Uh, I think they're like a distribution label kind of thing with Nuclear Blast, right? Yeah, dude. Like uh, – that's actually a, a really good story at the end of a total depressing heartache, uh, shoot yourself kind of thing, which was uh, not, wow. don't actually shoot yourself. I'm not saying that. Anymore, <laughs> but like, yeah. but like we, uh, we had finished the record and then started the shopping process. We had management and stuff. Right. And we're, we're starting the shopping process and like, we're getting feedback from these labels that we all admire about, Hey, you know, no, you guys suck. No. <laughs> wow. And we're like, Oh, Jesus, ow. <laughs> like, it just what the hell? Perpetual, awful, awful, awful comments, and then just not even replying with some of them. And you're like, I just fucking give up. This is unreal. And then Nuclear Blast of all fucking people is like, <laughs> yeah, we'll give them a shot. I think we'll throw them on the distribution thing with the Blood Blast thing. And now I'm getting emails from like the big wigs over there going, like, none of this makes any sense right now. That like the labels three rungs under you guys were like, eh, and you guys are like, ah, oh, fuck, sure. <laughs> so yeah. is like, it Nuclear Blast USA or Europe? Europe. Okay, yeah, that's their headquarters. That's really good. Which is unreal to us. We're yeah. still like, like I'm one of those losers that I have it screenshotted on my phone still. <laughs> like, <ooh. laughs> of course, like, it's, your, it's your wallpaper. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> While I listen to Bro Job. Uh, <laughs> and um yeah and then they the blood blast thing kind of came to be and they helped us to get it digitally distributed and stuff and and they're 
the one thing I got to say about that too is like they're so insanely supportive and it makes it's not like the quintessential story you've heard about where they're like oh the label like took all your money and like you have to be holden with like ceremonials of witches and things (laughs) to the people and like instead they're like emailing us go hey guys congrats it's on spotify you know way to go and they're like what the hell (laughs) like not just anybody like the head dudes at the place are emailing you personally going like, Hey, how's that? i like the guitar. solo. that was really cool. Nice video, man. Hey, are you doing that podcast? Blah, blah, blah. What the hell? That's awesome. sick. Especially nowadays with everything being digital. I know some, um, you know, labels haven't jumped on that train like, like a lot, but I think it's really cool that nuclear blast actually has a whole like distribution label, like blood blast. Cause I was reading up about them too. And I was like, Oh, this is for digital marketing promotion, all that. Like, so I'm assuming it worked really well for you guys as soon as you jumped on it. 100%. Like it was, uh, they asked us like our questions, like when do you want to put it out? What is good for you guys? Uh, do you guys have a PR team? What is like, what do you guys want to do? Obviously, and, uh, just telling you what to do. Yeah, 100%. They're, and then like they would give advice. Like, I wouldn't really, I, maybe we should try this. And I'm like, cool, man. I'm new to it on that reference. So, I mean, kind of heard of you guys before. So maybe I'll just <laughs> do what you suggest. You know, and, and it's just been, it's been a blast. You know, I get to hang with you guys now, two new hey. best friends. It's pretty great. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pretty sweet. This all honestly still seems like a blur to me and I don't understand. So I'm like, cool, I'll just ride the wave and have fun while we do it. That's oh, awesome. definitely. Also, because you could have like, because um, you know about them and it's just all that experience behind it too. So it's like, you can just trust what they say too and their ideas. It's like a, like a lower like record label. Sometimes you're like, yeah, it kind of sounds kooky. It's like, no, nah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> if they don't, then who the hell knows what they're doing if they don't? It's, well, 100%. Look at their roster. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Like, wow, that's awesome. Congrats. I heard that was also from uh, Roadrunner. Uh, a lot of people left Roadrunner and went to Nuclear Blast. Uh, I'm not sure if it was, like, USA Nuclear Blast or Europe, but uh, I know they're, you know, intertwined. So, like, I heard it, it, that's why it went up, like, a crazy amount. A lot of Roadrunner barons actually went to Nuclear Blast, too. Oh, I like, didn't know that. Is that what Monty Connor? Monty yeah, Connor. Yeah, so. Yeah, that guy basically signed all the big Roadrunner metal bands at the time. So it was like, okay, you guys don't want me? That's cool. And he just started signing everybody. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know how, like, it kind of blew my mind when, like, Roadrunner still wanted to sign heavy bands. I was like, why would you get rid of a guy like that? Because now it's like, it's like, whatever. It's just like, I don't know, the insides and that. But Eternal yeah. drama. Yeah, they got <laughs> Nuclear Blast guy even better, dude. That's insane. <laughs> Way to shit the bed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable dream theater money went to your head right kid (laughs) 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 so just talking about the singles you guys put out uprooted um disinfect the soul disaster do you guys plan on putting out a like another single before the album release november 20th uh no 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 i think it's just gonna be straight up the album at this point okay uh, I do know there's some other videos, like Broderick shot a video of him playing the guitar solo, so we're going to throw that out pretty quick. Awesome, and sweet. there's another lyric video, I think, that's going to come. It might come post-release. It depends what the publicist wants to do, and those guys are scary, so I just humbly obey. <laughs> they yell a lot, dude. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> well, I, th- I find it interesting now how bands have been putting out, like, um, their songs or their albums or the EPs. Like, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but, like, with the Casey Strain, they did it where they put out, like, two or three songs, like an EP. And then a couple of months later, they did another two or three songs. And then eventually that was the full album. Like all the EPs together was the full album when it came out. And then you have other people that were like 
I'm pretty sure Trivium dropped like five or six singles before the album came out. Like half the album was already out before they released. Same thing with Black Crown Initiate. So it's really interesting how each band or label, like how they want to market the album. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Like I think they call it like trickle effect or just surprise effect. I don't remember Beyonce was the first one, but I remember Beyonce just dropped an album. Nobody freaking knew there was another one coming. Yeah, and it's insane. Yeah, or you can just do the U2 and forcibly put it on our iPhones and piss us all off. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think Avenged Sevenfold did the surprise album drop for in, in the metal community or rock community, whatever you want to talk about that. And they said how uh, they kind of regret doing that in a way. They they said it was a cool experience. Like, they actually glad they did it. But now looking at it, they were like, oh, no, we're, we're not going to do that again. Yeah, it's – yeah. I mean, for someone like us, too, we're constantly trying to tell people we exist, right? We're like, hey, you know, like, can we please play, too? Can we be at the party, too? <laughs> we're, we're a bunch of frozen Canucks up over here. Like, nobody gives a shit. Has so, it been harder now with the quarantine? I mean, I'm assuming it is harder now that you're not able to play shows. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the withdrawal syndrome is weird because, like, we usually usually we're touring right now, so this is really – is really weird but yeah I, I mean we just we kind of focus all of our attention on making sure the record was flawless and there's the one thing to say about that is like if we were touring we wouldn't have been able to shoot the videos that we were shooting and stuff so it's kind of like just adapting and moving to the left so to speak and yeah and that that's been mo mostly what it's been like for us we still rehearse all the time we still write all the time we still you know look at each other in the mirror and it's like damn so you guys all live together in the look same or nearby so you guys can actually jam together yeah within reason we're, we're at this weird like uh nexus point and we all live kind of like 30 minutes from the nexus point okay oh, sweet so no one no one in another like state or country or anything like that no no that would be really crappy <laughs> instead todd todd lives in florida it's really to to <laughs> well, it's funny when you talk to bands like that they're like well he lives in arizona we live in pennsylvania and it's like yeah well, i guess we'll see him like trivium actually they all started moving back to florida like, I know, like, Matt lived in Florida, and I think Corey might have. And then I know we were talking to Paulo, and he's like, yeah, I'm moving from Chicago back down to Florida. And even Alex now, they're all down in Florida just so they can always jam and be together. I was like, wow, that's dedication to just uproot your life just for your band. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. For sure. But it's also Trivium, so, I mean, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah. We also got to follow momentum. Like, it's, it's good that you guys keep doing stuff. I noticed there was a few bands, especially smaller bands. Like, there's a few bands around here. I'm not going to name names, but, like, they're really good. But when you stop, like you said, you have to keep reminding people that you exist because people's brains are just everywhere. If you're not in front of them, they're like, hell, I do that with some of my favorite bands. I have to look at my Spotify. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love them. I remember. It's like, it's yeah. so hard because, like, there's so much in there where if you're not doing anything during this quarantine, like, I saw a few bands that just didn't put out anything. They released a song. And it was just months. It was like, what happened? Like their growth stopped where it's like yeah. bands like you guys and other bands that we've talked to that keep hustling. It's like, yeah, that's the one good thing about quarantine is like you can kind of put out all your digital content, just constantly like put shit out. Yeah. It allows us to pay, pay more attention too, right? Like I'm reading yeah. emails better. I'm, I'm responding to emails faster and working and not working or whatever, but like you, you adapt. And that's the key detail I think in this whole yeah. thing. Nobody really knows what the hell is going on, and that—that's like, what, yeah. like, what, what are we supposed to do? Nobody freaking knows that there's no playbook for this. I mean, like, yeah. so all the old oh. pandemic musicians' handbook. Right, no, you actually, <laughs> you want me to give it to you? I'll email it. To you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I saw this like uh, interesting article online. It was from uh, Polestar.com, and it was about a, a German scientist. He did an experiment at a show. They had like, I forgot how many people were there, but it was like 
I think 1500 or whatever, they held a concert and they did like some experiments to like with the ventilation, how close people were, seeing like which was safer and how long people were actually in like direct contact with each other. And they're saying the most important thing was the ventilation. And if venues and arenas, whatever, can get that right, shows could continue without um, massive spikes. And right. I, I mean, I mean, it is kind of obvious, you know, ventilation. That's why they keep telling you to stay outside, you know, outdoor festivals and stuff like that. All that. But do you think if like uh, this takes on, do you think, uh, you know, people, uh, promoters or bands would want to go out? Uh, I think the real question is, because we were just talking about this. I, I said, if shows came back instantly tomorrow, if it, you were allowed to go back to shows, would people go? Yeah. Then, <laughs> then the second question would be, is there anywhere to go? Like where we're at, we, before a pandemic was even a thing, there was like three venues left. And it's, um, I mean, anybody yeah. could just Google the Vancouver housing crisis and it's so much worse than housing where like, like 4% of the entire city owns 99% of the land and stuff. And it's, wow. it, it's ridiculous how many people are getting those rent evictions. I don't know if you guys, have those around there where they're like, well, I can't evict you, but I can say that I have to renovate something for safety. So I'm evicting you so I can renovate this. Uh, and then they get evicted wow. and they renovate it and go, yeah, it's going to be a Brown social house now. So you've lost your live venue. Sorry. Jeez. Damn. I didn't, I did not hear we, about that. We, we just have the rent raising. That's all we have. Like, yeah, it wasn't for people, but more like stores. They'd be like, we don't want the store here. And you just kept raising the rent until eventually they would leave. So that was like the only thing I ever saw like that. Yeah, That's rough. What Dude, the hell? I mean, I'm a small business owner. They they screw with my rent time and time again too. And I'm like, you, this is insane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I don't understand it. Like it's like because I don't understand it from like just the other point of view. Like I've never I've never been a, a like a landowner. Like just like thousands of properties. Like, yeah, maybe <laughs> they'll just raise it a percent over here. I don't care. I'm just like I don't know. It's like are their prices getting raised? Or are they just being scumbags? I'm like, nah, fuck it, DJ. Well, I. I think the, yeah, I mean, we've thought that for sure, but like some of the places, uh, like Rickshaw Theater, for example, uh, it's a famous place in Vancouver. It's like, it's like, honestly, it's one of the dopest venues to play. It's, it's freaking sick. If you look at any metal band worth their salt in the last five years, they've, they've played the Rickshaw. It's, and the way they do it is like this old school theater kind of thing with a raised stage that's massive, but it's all set on like a like an in like a decline down towards the stage. Oh, like a movie theater kind of deal? Yeah, dude. And it's oh my god, it's so sick. I saw a black crown initiate there and was like, This is insane, dude. And that's I, awesome. correct me if I'm wrong, did West Hawk not play with them for a long time? Am I crazy? Yeah, Wait, wait, did he play with them? Yeah. Yeah, no, he played with them, uh, uh, not this album, but before, sometime before. I forgot if he just toured or he wrote with them. I forgot what yeah, he see, did. So that's how I discovered Wes Hawk. I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, that great when you're like just hearing about yourself, like, oh, yeah. And then uh, you hear like an interview or something, who the fuck is that guy? Oh, that's dude. Really, like a good feeling. Dude, I just, I couldn't believe that guy. That guy's insane. He's so oh, yeah. good. Anyway, I digress. Well, I only knew him from the faceless. So, like, when I started, I saw him play with Devin Townsend. And I saw all that he played with Black Crown Initiative. I'm like, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, shit. This guy's not just some single sick guitarist. He's just, like, cruising through all these bands. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll come in and kill it. I don't care. <laughs> like, <let laughs> yeah. Me do my thing. Yeah. Guys, guys, beast mode. Guys, oh, yeah. beast mode. 
Well, going back to this article on Polestar, uh, they also did a survey with all the people that attended. They said if, uh, like, if, like you said, if concerts come back tomorrow, would people go? And they said they would gladly wear masks and whatever protective gear just to go to shows again. I triple mask it, honestly. Well, it depends <laughs> on the band. I, I, I no, man, it doesn't work. It's just like condoms. I just saw it. Just, <laughs> would you put a plastic bag over your head, DJ? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, first of all, I kind of already have to to get laid. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they just knew how I looked. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wore a paper bag and I felt it through the paper. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. You can't trick me. I've got so much acne, a blind person could read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's a good one. Shit. Skin braille. <laughs> and then uh also in the article they said one of Ger- germany's most successful promoters um he said that he spoke to a lot of politicians and whatnot and they said that a lot of them are just simply afraid of opening or giving any sort of decision making a decision because they don't want to be the ones responsible like oh, yeah. like this asshole said it was okay and look what happened like they just don't want to be that guy responsible so everyone's just backing off and just waiting for like someone else to do it yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is a messed up time, Ben. I don't. Uh, I wish I was more educated that I had more science to back my my decisions or understandings. I just 100%. like, I mean, over here where I'm on the west coast of Canada, and so like over here we have this doctor named Bonnie Henry, and she's kind of like the the medical. I don't know called surgeon general. I don't even know what her title is. She's like the head dude. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my scientific term. She's the head dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i we just listened to her we're like i guess i don't have a medical degree so i don't know I'll yeah <laughs> that, that is the kind of problem where i always thought about like i always just listen to smart people but like it really does come down like if someone just seems it doesn't even have to have a degree like some people literally could just sound smart you're like yeah it sounds pretty reasonable it's like dude that's how it works at all do you know science I'm like, no i don't that's why i'm believing this psychopath i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> like smart people save me Hook, hook me out of this dumb area I am. Reminds me of Bill Burr on Joe Rogan. No medical degree. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's what's just what it is. Like I, 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 I listen to this like uh, this lawyer podcast. Like this guy does pro bono work for like wrongfully convicted people, and he went over like a few of the the sciences that are wrong in like a uh, courtroom. Like, and he's just like, yeah. And people just go in there as a jury, and they just say shit at them, and they're like. Even if it's 100% wrong, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know blood splatter. What the fuck are you talking about? It's just like, I'm yeah, if you hit it at it, like, yeah, well, apparently that's like bullshit. The guy went over. He's like, yeah, a lot of it is kind of, you can't recreate it. Like they hit it like a thousand times to recreate the one blood splatter. It's different every time almost. So it's like, and he just went over this thing. I was like, I wouldn't know that. Just some guy would have came in with a smart looking face. But yeah, if I, <laughs> clearly if you hit this lady in the head with this bat, the blood would have hit there. So he's the killer. And I'm like, He's the killer. What can we do? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I can't, can't, can't argue that. Like, I'm just like, yeah, it's just like, that goes with everything. I see people like when people talk confidently and they're, I know they're not smart about at least about that subject. I'm just like, you're crazy, bro. You want to watch Dexter now. <laughs> well, I, I, no, that was well, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's actually, I'm actually uh, three seasons in. I haven't finished the, I think it has eight, right? Something like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. DJ, were you a huge fan of Dexter back in the day? Uh, I absolutely was till the ending. 
that's what everyone keeps telling me. They're like, don't even watch the last season. I was like, okay. Honestly, stay in the fourth season. Right after the fourth, just restart. Watch it again. Once I again. remember when it first came out, though, I was a little – I was a little. Uh, it was like a new format, how an entire season was one killer, right? Yeah. yeah. And that was weird. It was nuts. So used to like him solving a problem every episode. That was the the standard at the time. So that was was kind of interesting concept though, and based in Florida. So you know that was weird. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> I just loved uh, that one moment in every series. There was the oh Dexter's fucked. Deal with it, and you just it would just like, the world just closing in on him, and somehow this little nerd that knew kung fu would just fight his way out of everything. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> like, so, <laughs> I'm three seasons in, and. After season one, I was just like, where is this show going to go? Like, I felt like they did so much in season one where I was like, I don't know where this show's going to. And then season two came and I was like, oh, they're going to go that direction. That's smart. And then after season two, I was like, okay, now where else are they going to go? Like, how did this go on for eight seasons? And now season three, I'm like, oh, okay, they're taking this direction. Who's the main, who's the main killer in season three? Uh, well, right now he killed this DA's, um, this, uh, DA's brother. And now he's getting like this. I don't know. He's getting really friendly with the, the lawyer because he found out he killed the the, the, the killer. Oh, I butchered that one. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That was a good enough. Yeah, I know that one. The guy <laughs> he's friends with, he killed the guy, and then the other guy's friends. With, yeah, no, I got it. As I was saying, I'm like, this is the worst description ever. <laughs> yeah, right up there with the. I'm cutting this out of the podcast. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so here's my review of Dexter. Some dude, he kills this other dude. This guy's friends with this dude. And he meets this girl. She actually is related to the dude that's friend with the other dude. It's crazy. And it turns out blood splatters bullshit. Yes. <laughs> the whole, his whole job, his cover is not even real. <laughs> Uh, sorry Give me a thank you with your butthole. <laughs> 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 don't worry, we, we're a professional. Don't don't let this kid you. <laughs> oh, great! As you can see, my my shower towels right there. It's drying off. Very professional. <laughs> it's very very uh, uh, economic too. You're reusing. Yep, it's good. Yeah, it's really awesome. I remember someone Actually, said that. I record a video, and they're like, "Dude, you have your towel in the video? Get the fuck out of there! You look like an animal." I'm like. Yeah, my bad. So <laughs> speaking speaking about uh Dexter though, Jesse actually used to have a background where it's like a white, like you know when he like puts all the 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 <laughs> yeah, sheets around. That's what Jesse's like. <laughs> it looks still- yeah, I wanted to see, sound like a seem like I have a little bit of personality and show a little bit of my room, even though it looks stupid. But hey, <laughs> so, I was too lazy. I didn't want to put it up again. I was like, I just don't put it up. <laughs> I just like Dexter how he how he basically calls out that Miami is terrible police work. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's like you just need a feel-good serial killer to come in and just fucking solve everyone's crime. Was that Bill Burr bit? He's just like he's like, yeah, you no know, parenting. It's all about playing catch with your kids. You know, you find out. It's like even if you kill someone, come to me. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna turn you in. Yeah, I'm gonna turn you in. What is this Dexter? Like, feel-good serial killer comes in. I'm I'm a killer, but I only kill the bad people. No, you're going in. We'll lead you down there. <laughs> I still love you though. I'm like, yeah, I feel like it's tough. Have there been any like? I mean, during quarantine, a lot of people have been trying to keep busy with stuff, either by playing guitar or just watching shows or movies. Is there anything that uh, you, like, started focusing on? Uh, yeah, actually, like, like, personal health and stuff like that. I got, I got super into it. I found a trainer, and I got, I've been, like, doing, like, meditation five times a day. And wow. Nice. Really trying to get my, my head and my body back to it, bud. It's been, it's been fun. It's been a cool journey. Kudos to you, man. I can't meditation and yoga and all that. I just can't. I can't do it. I feel like I don't have the patience for it. I just get very upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you're supposed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's yes. the medicine. I just get angry when I, do, <laughs> I can't control myself. Oh, shit. But that's a good one. Usually people say, like, yeah, I've been binging and eating a lot of chips and watching shit. And you're like, no, nope, going healthy. Well, trying. I mean, if you saw my gut, it was it was there for days. <laughs> you know. Jesse yeah. hit a new record today. Yeah, I just hit a, I just hit a PR, actually. Just hit 300 for the first time. What's up? Keeping it high. Got to keep it high. Body sure. weight. Body hey, weight. End of the day. End of the day is just a gas tank for the love machine, bro. <laughs> Dude, the amount of carbs I can keep in here, bro, it's over. See my abs? I just got one, but it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Considering today's happy, uh, Halloween. Happy Halloween, by the way. I, I don't think I actually said that. Um... Are you doing anything for Halloween? I, I I just realized right now it was Halloween. Yeah, I, I have a uh, – Halloween's my favorite day of the year, so we have a thing in my house where we all get together and try and watch the most fucked up movie we can possibly find, which is rough because I watch them all year anyway, so it's, it's rough to, <laughs> to find something. But last night we went and saw a come play, I think it's called. It's this new one about uh, – it's actually and it's actually perfect timing that it came out. I guess the premise is like this creature is created from sheer loneliness and how we're all on our social media. So we created this like epic being to have this ability to come get us through our screens. And once it decides it wants you, you can't get away. It was like, Damn. how do you? It was kill pretty it? interesting. Man. Uh, you turn the phone off. That's how you kill it. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they found yeah. they found out later. Everyone just collectively turned their phones off, and the movie ended. <laughs> <laughs> they found out later like uh, my wife and i were looking through the list of like top 10 scariest movies of all time or whatever and like because my favorite movie of all time is the exorcist i think that's just a brilliant movie absolutely brilliant. especially if you can do like the secret to the exorcist honestly is to put yourself in the headspace of like living in georgetown in 1977 now watch the fucking movie yeah well now, actually now what i like about that one and i like you know what pet cemetery too because i'm a pet not too pet cemetery also but uh is like those two are super old and they fucking hold up like there's some old horror movies you watch like like i was watching uh i i don't know how, what you think about halloween but I, I actually really liked halloween four but you watch halloween four and this one guy michael myers just cripples this town he takes out the electric takes out the phone <laughs> line and just not, and in my head i was like if this was now everyone would just pull their phones off. They're like, I got to go travel by horse to get the fucking state troopers. It's like, no, you just call them. It'd be over. It's like, this, this movie could not happen now, yeah. like at all. Like, and it kind of bummed me out. But those two, like Pet Cemetery, like the balls to kill that kid. One, back then, like Chris is not into horror movies. So explain, like you couldn't do fucked up shit back in the day. You would do fucked up shit, but the good guys always had to win in the end. Or they just some resolution, but they never harmed the kid. And Pet Cemetery is the first one. It's like, fuck it. Run that kid over. It's over. Get him <laughs> yeah. out of here. Run that kid over with a semi-truck in front yeah. of his parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't They didn't just half-ass it, bro. No, they went all the way. It was awesome. <laughs> well, it's awful, but it was awesome. <laughs> and that's why. Oh, that, that kind of just remember, what's, What was that movie, dude, we watched? You made me watch with the, like, oh, my God. This, uh, this guy, killer, he just kills everyone, uh, kills all these kids on a bus. You made Jeepers me watch Creepers? this movie. Jeepers Creepers, two. Yeah, they're not kids; remember. they're college kids. Oh, really? I thought they were they're kids. adults, and, and they're trapped in the, the cornfield. No. Oh, I have no fucking idea. What? God, what movie was it? He just goes on. It was like a really bad horror movie that was kind of like funny and like whatever. He just goes on the bus and says, "Oh, like, oh my god!" You're like, oh, <laughs> the whole time. Well, what? 
I don't know. The, the best part of the podcast later. where everyone stops talking and thinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's crazy. I, I got one for you. I got one for you. So on this list of top tens, there was a movie called It Follows. And so we're like, oh, wow, okay. So we look at it and like, oh, wow, the poster's really creepy, you know, whatever. And it turns out to be some like weird curse or something that if you, if this chick fucks you. Oh, yeah. This thing. And so my wife and I are watching, like, so the premise is, like, if you fuck this chick, this demon follows you trying to kill you, and the only way you can survive is by fucking someone else. Oh, yeah. And then that person has to fuck someone else. Oh, like, so this yeah. is basically, like, a shitty STD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> basically, right? Dude, but, because, again, because I love, like, because uh, if you like Halloween, you like a John Carpenter's, like, m- music styling, they totally took that music styling. Did you actually watch it, or no? Did you just read that? Did I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we watched it. The oh. opening was dope. Oh my god! Yeah, I know it gets stupid, but like, there's moments where like, you're like, oh, dude, when she opens the door and she's like, oh no, I'm here, and then the fucking thing runs out of the darkness behind her. Dude, I shit my pants every time. Ghost face, I call it when the eyes are wide open and shit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh, uh, Do you guys ever watch the Haunting of Hill House? Oh yeah, yeah. The I didn't hanging, watch the second one, but the I'm- Hanging Woman or whatever that that messed me up. That messed me up for a while. Yeah, I don't know why I watched it. Just to keep Chris out of the conversation more. I don't know why I watched (laughs) it on my phone, but I was in a dark room and the scene when they're driving to the house and the dead sister comes out behind them. Dude, I was like, oh, I dropped the phone. It hit me in the face. I was like, oh, no. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the second season yet? Oh, the Bly Manor one? Yeah. Yeah, it's bullshit. Oh, you don't like it? I heard it's just like – yeah, I've heard a lot of that. My brother said the reason people don't like it is it just Hill House is just perfection, so they just can't compete with it. You can't. You, yeah. you absolutely can't. It's like I'm a huge video game nerd too, so <laughs> it's like you cannot compete with Ocarina of Time. That's why they made Majora's Mask so it could make way for like Windwalker or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Ocarina of Time's legit. Metal Gear Solid, it's legit. I'm sorry, you just can't beat it. Destiny <laughs> One couldn't be beaten. That's why Destiny Two is bullshit. Yeah, I have friends right. who were like really into that, and they <laughs> they, they, oh, they were so mad with number just goes two. Off. Yeah, well, that uh, you gotta almost like clean the the palate, almost like you just gotta like uh, you gotta send the, the sacrificial lamb out there. It's true. That's it uh, sucks. Well, here I'm gonna break it into another seven. We're at three o'clock. You have a, your lesson, right? Oh uh, yeah, noon for me. I'm behind schedule from you guys. So oh yes. Yeah. Whoops. I'm not good at converting. <laughs> Everybody in the world is in the same place because Chris believes in the flat earth. <laughs> All right, so we ten minutes left. <laughs> wow. No, I'm kidding. Just, I'm Bro, kidding. give me my secret. Break it in conspiracy theory. <laughs> what do you think about the lizard people? <laughs> so we'll break it into this nice little segment we like to call the random silly questions segment. You ready oh, for this? sweet. I'm into Three this random shit. silly questions coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> all right question number one uh what was one of the best uh tour stories you have pranks or something fun that you want to share that happened on the road okay so i got two i got two uh go. one it's uh, uh there was a time we were playing up uh up north and the guys had all passed out and were only asleep for a little bit and they got woken up by a dude firing up a chainsaw screaming nobody fucks with my family that was a fun story um, <laughs> So they were some pranking guys. them, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that? That was a prank, right? Unless <laughs> some guys is losing. Uh, I, I don't no. think it was. That no, was no, life. Was, <laughs> that, was, that was a whole thing. But, uh, um, 
Holy that's shit. that's coming out in a video we're shooting so i'll i'll, I'll leave that be for now and the greatest prank i did was kind of it kind of paints me to be an asshole but i don't smoke and uh our drummer smokes and he was in a bad way at the time where he was a little bit broke and we were we stopped at this place and i bought a pack of cigarettes and didn't tell him and pretty sure they were his favorite cigarettes and then as we got to a stop he's like he's like lighting like the last remaining like filter or whatever <laughs> smoking filters and I walk up and I go, are these the cigarettes you like? And I just start systematically breaking them. Like, oh, these ones? Oh. And then I, like, just threw the whole pack and then dumped, like, like Dr. Pepper on the pack or whatever. And then he's like, what the fuck? And then I just oh, gave him God. another whole pack because I had bought two packs. It was just like, Oh, there you go. <laughs> that, that was a pretty good prank. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's good, playing on someone's addiction like that. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, that kind of reminds. Oh man, that that well, not not going back to the chainsaw story, but that kind of reminds me of a, my friend when they were kid. With some of my friends when they were kids, they they went ding dong ditching, and there was yep. a reason my friend never went ding dong ditching again after this night. I wasn't there, luckily, because I would have shit my pants. They rang someone's doorbell. They ran away, and while they were running away, the guy comes out in his underwear with a samurai sword. He's like, "What the fuck?" And he just starts chasing at him. <laughs> I was like, "Oh!" And they were like ten years old. They're like, and the kid just never. <laughs> just could never do it we're going ding dong ditch he's like i'll stay home tell me when you're back <laughs> like i'll never go again amazing yeah that's why i kind of oh, even God. now i cut out when grown men come out especially if they're actually closer to naked it sometimes makes it more like they don't give a fuck to that level where are you going with this if they got a weapon and they're naked i'm out like just get me the fuck i'm like no no what if, what if the weapon is that they're naked it could work. There's something about, like, <laughs> like is, he, is he got diseases? What is it? Is he got corona, like, 17? Or what the fuck? <laughs> like, what corona is 17. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, question number two. The worst job you ever had? Uh, I sold TVs for the distributor that's – you guys have Best Buy. It was called Future Shop up here. I yeah, sold okay. TVs for them and was, like, the number two, number one salesman in the entire fucking company, and they still fired me because I asked for a few days off to record our album. What? what? <laughs> yeah. That's oh ridiculous. God. I Man, went $100,000 in gross volume in one eight-hour shift, and uh, I, got, I got written up. Is that, is that still called the same thing down there? Yeah. yeah. I got written up for not getting more than 3% warranties on it. Are you kidding me? Wow. Is that is, are they still around that company? Or no, what? they're they're broke now. I wonder oh, why. It makes it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Best Buy's still around, but they're slowly declining. I mean, I don't look at their numbers, but I just see more and more closing. <laughs> so Chris is in Excel. He just <laughs> just goes through everyone's fucking yearly totals. They're going down. Watch out. Yeah, they're going down. You're down. You're down six percent GM. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> I just shop here occasionally. I just want to let you know that. I keep track. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. This one's a lot of fun. Uh, which movie would you take the main actor or actress and replace with Dan DeVito? Oh. Actually, Exorcist. Yeah. Okay. The girl or the priest. We actually haven't had that answer yet. So that's uh, good. I think Danny DeVito as the priest would be amazing. <laughs> you know, it'd be also kind of funny when the girl is not possessed, she's the girl, but when she becomes possessed, she just turns into Danny DeVito for some reason. <laughs> no, no, it'd be better the other way. Oh, she's Danny DeVito. <laughs> and just turns into a normal girl. And her and her mom's all like, How you doing? He's like, I <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Eat your vegetables. <laughs> that's, that's my Danny DeVito impression. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be great to see Danny DeVito just piss himself in a dress. What's wrong, Danny? Oh, I just pissed myself. Yeah, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Turns uh, out it's not always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I, that's what I love is that like Danny DeVito has a completely different like like outlook or persona people perceive him differently just based on that show where he had like a whole another career before that but everyone kind of forgets about that now and they just focus on him being um frank reynolds yeah, kind of like betty white yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude i was watching like you know the old game show network where the, she was on it or whatever and i'm like oh my god she was because everyone else on the show unfortunately is dead now except for her and she's still going now i thought she was dead for the longest time so that's how old <laughs> she is i was just like i was you like oh the yeah. twitter trend yeah, I thought it was a Twitter thing. I was like, she's dead. Oh, my God. And everyone's like, Betty White's here. I'm like, she's back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> she's that strong. So that was the Random Silly Question segment. And uh, before we let you go, was there anything that you want to mention, talk about, uh, anything with Seismic? November 20th, guys. Check it out. Uh, yeah, November 20th. Grab your pre-orders from us at withoutmercyband.com because when you buy pre-orders directly from us, you're actually supporting the band directly which is which is huge for us right so go ahead there come say hey to us on social media we're everywhere and we love to just chat it's just fun we still don't understand why we have more than two fans because my dad died a few years ago so that should have been one fan <laughs> <laughs> oh shit we're down to one fan <laughs> to, to once my mother heard that joke it was like your dad was never a fan <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that's awesome dude actually one of your two fans of the other guy's parents one of them dude well this was a blast and um oh so with your guitar lessons do you do anything online like if if we want lessons from new jersey would you do you guys set that up or no hell yeah we're doing on skype and zoom and the whole nine absolutely we have one of the uh dare i say one of the most uh like forward-thinking online programs right now where we, uh, we prefab every lesson to you individually and we help you get better at whatever it is you're trying to get better at. We just take our knowledge and like tweak it to what you're trying to achieve as a goal. Sweet. And where can uh, people that? find more information about this? Take a look up at Temple Music Academy. Uh, you can look that at thetemple.ca or templemusicacademy.com or Google or OnlyFans.com. Oh, sorry. It's different. <laughs> different, <laughs> different. Different business. Different <laughs> uh, Yeah, just find us. Temple Music Academy. Uh, a lot of people call me Ginger Tornado because that's a funny thing. Because <laughs> I'm a homewrecker. <laughs> Coming oh, like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> that's why I drink Gatorade. It was cottage cheese for a while. <laughs> oh my god dude this was a huge pleasure talking to you thank you for joining the show it was great and uh best of luck on the seismic release man thanks so much stay in touch guys you guys are a lot oh, of fun to chat that's with. awesome maybe thanks, come man. back when thank the you. album yeah a little bit maybe when the album comes out whatever you know we'll talk anytime you want press come back to us you're welcome sweet sweet my man <laughs> all right man enjoy the rest of your day hey, have a good one enjoy see you guys and welcome back to the Metal Teddy Bear Experience podcast right now. Your host, Chris, Jesse. Hope you guys enjoyed that awesome interview with DJ Temple with the guitarist. Play, <laughs> Without he, mercy. He plays guitar. It was good I like how like the sand was, but then I went like, eh. Yeah, he plays, he plays, the bass. He plays guitar. A keyboard. He plays guitar. Trying. Guitar. Just fucking... Dude, but uh, dude, DJ was awesome, dude. He had a great sense of humor. Fun time talking to him. It was great to get back in the podcast game with him being our uh, return podcast. You know, 
So. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a it was a pleasure. Uh, I checked out, you know, like I always do. I'm always uh, I always check out the band before we interview them. The music Unless was super fun. Unless I read, well, gotta get back in that game. But uh, do it. Yeah, what do you call it? You know, listen to the discography. Loved it, especially the new songs, the, the three singles. Get the album when it comes out, especially pre-order, like Seismic, you said in the interview. Guys, it's gonna come on and, screen uh, right about now. Boom, seismic. On my face. Put it on my face. Did you put it on my face? <laughs> right. It's all over your face. Leave this. Leave this, but put it right here. Yeah, guys. Uh, Jesse really wants you to go to an ATM. It, no, get hashtag get at me. Hashtag get ATM. Get. get Why ATM. are you advertising ATMs? Which one? Which bank? All of them. I, I, I love <laughs> banks. Banking system is perfect. I don't know why people complain about it. <laughs> they get bonuses for doing well. Or millions of <laughs> Oh, so. <laughs> I just during... get shit on. <laughs> So he likes the banking system. Yeah, I like how they bribe everybody. It's great. Andrew Jackson hates you. Andrew, I'm kidding. Yeah, what's up? Wow, really? <laughs> anyway, uh, during our conversation, I was talking about like um, a bus of kids getting like killed or whatever. It was Hobo with a Shotgun was the movie yeah. I was talking about. Not guys, a horror right? movie. All right, so I found that out after. And Jesse also had a really good answer for Danny DeVito. Yeah, uh, the random to the question where we say which movie or actor or actress would be replaced by Dan DeVito. It's an action movie. Uh yeah. So because we fought, we uh, you know, DJ brought up uh, It Follows. I think it would be great if anyone actually saw It Follows. Great movie, by the way. Especially if you like horror movies. Uh, like you said, it's like an STD monster, basically. You know, whoever you, if you fuck the person that has it, it goes to you, and you have to fuck someone to give it to them. But yes. only the person that has it can see the monster that's trying to kill them. And I think it'd be great if the monster was just Danny DeVito all the time, just following you and trying to kill you. From <laughs> ham. From ham. <laughs> How did that penis taste? <laughs> you fucking just <laughs> No, every uh, scene where he enters or something, it would be him coming out of the couch or the sofa. Remember that? That'd be pretty terrifying. That, dude, honestly, sure. that movie's dope, though. It kind of brought me back because that movie came out in like 2013 or something, dude. That was a 14. Wow. Man. six years ago yeah it was great also to chris though i think it's funny that movie's really funny but you know what i love about it there's this thing because most of the people that are getting attacked are kids so they're dealing with it like kids and i appreciate because there's this one scene when they come up with a plan to kill the monster and it was such a kid idea like they they want to get it in this pool and they were going to electrocute it. But how were they going to electrocute it? They plugged in like a toaster, a lamp, and they were just going to throw it into this high school, like almost Olympic-sized pool. And the gets in, they're just, yeah, and nothing happens. And then the guy has a gun. He slips and then shoots the one kid in the arm. Like, oh, like it's, it's such a kid plan. When it falls apart, you just see all the kids are, oh, what to do? Fucking kill it. Like, <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like, I appreciate that. Like, it's just because they're heroes, even though they're like, 14 or something i forgot like they didn't just make them smart for some reason because i know if i was their age it just wouldn't have worked out like i just bro, we were so intelligent we were brilliant when we were 14 bro. to deal with an std monster yeah let alone an std i don't know what i would have did with it bro, when i was 14 i could survive the apocalypse dude, somebody, dude you know that i hate that right everyone always <laughs> says that it kills me dude, dude people that course. don't know how to hunt people that know how to garden it kills me when they're like i fucking survive it's like yeah maybe you'll survive the initial onslaught Jesse's Bill Burr is coming out. No, it's not Bill Burr, but it's tr it's true though. Like, I have so many people that don't know how to fight, cook. Well, cook, but they don't know how to get the groceries out of the woods. And also, you're in the you're in the city. You gotta fight to the death for aspirin. Like, everyone's gonna rush to CVS or Walgreens or what's the 
what is a Wawa? Whatever. Not Wawa. It's not in the city. But uh, uh, it kills me, dude. Dude. Yeah, that's why I do. I love watch it follows and also pre order seismic. Seismic was dope. November 20th, guys. Yeah. It's crazy. Shout out to them getting on Blood Blast. That's pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, that story was pretty nuts. Also, I kind of actually, I probably, you know, not bringing it up during, but it kind of made sense. I thought about when he said it kind of didn't make sense to him that people like two tiers down didn't accept them, but the people like all the way up here accepted them. Because also, I think maybe when you're growing as a label, like the smaller labels, they don't want to take chances as much, I think maybe like the bigger labels have room to, and they're also smarter with their, and they're clearly good. If you listen to their singles, by the way, they know what they're doing. Like they're not just some fucking random ass band. Yep. Really yeah, good check songs. Them out, guys. Uprooted, disinfect yeah. the soul and the disaster. Disinfect the soul actually um, has Chris Broderick. You guys might know him from Megadeth, Act of Defiance and um, actually, was, I, uh, and I uh, love uh, Nevermore. But I think it was really funny with, uh, there was an interview back in the day when Act of Defiance put out their record, I think 2017 or something. And Chris Broderick talked about how he had all these like solos just like in a vault, you know, just stored away. He's like, yeah, I just haven't been using them yet. You know, like, how crazy is it that you might have all this material just locked away? Yeah. When people are just that good, it, it's actually like, that's how you get better though. That's why a lot of those types of people are so good is because, especially when you're writing music, because it's a skill, right? No. Like, okay it's not a skill they're just good at it uh but like like really good guitar players or people who write or people who make movies like there's like the the people who just make it right away right they get the movie deal they get the thing like rage against the machine they like their first record they got it like they were signed off not even i don't even think their first record came out i think they were signed before i forgot what but like you get better when you write you know most us normal people like we, you get better when you write and chris project probably normal just people shit. Yeah. Don't loop, loop me in with you. Me and Chris Broderick are right here, dude. Like me, Chris <laughs> he's right there. I just got to pick up the guitar. But, but no, like, you know, in reality, when people are really good at something, it's because they put a lot of work in. And if you put a lot of work in to get good at writing, I'm assuming he wrote his fucking ass off. And it must be pretty dope to just fucking want to be Chris Broderick and be that good. My art teacher in college told me that if you spend a thousand hours on anything, whether it be playing guitar, drawing, you know, doing any activity or technique, you'll suck you spend a thousand dollars on it. No, a thousand hours, you'll be. Uh, what, what was his word? Ten thousand hours. What are you talking about? No, he said a thousand hours. Oh, so you just. <laughs> but what was it? A thousand hours. You'll be like, I forgot the word he used. Like proficient. He didn't say like skilled or anything. but yeah. you'll be really good at it. Well, if you put a thousand good hours in, that's always the thing that's that's missing from that or the ten thousand hours to master. It's yeah. the the good hours. Because you could do like, like when I first started playing drums, I just played a bunch of shit I wasn't good at and I got better, but then I got comfortable. So like, I didn't get as good faster because that wall of comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I just like playing that one song. Right. And that's what people do. Like you get good enough to play your favorite music and then you might yeah. not get better to play harder songs. My problem was uh, if a song was too frustrating, I would stop even if I liked the song. But that's why they say embrace the suck. Like Mike uh, Johnston, one of the best online drum teachers of all time, he's like, yeah, embrace the suck. I remember I said that to somebody and they didn't like that. I forgot what. It was someone that I worked with and she was just was like, like, when you brought I don't. Punishers? No, no, no. This was not in, in an interview. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's a. Uh, it was just, it was a lady I was working with and she was like, oh, you know, I was trying to get good at this, but it sucks. It's like, well, you got to embrace the suck. She's like, I don't like how you phrase it like that. I'm like, well, it's true. Like any <laughs> yeah, good. No one wants to suck, dude. Like even, like, even though We're we just joked about Chris Broderick's not a normal person, right? 
even he sucked at guitar. Yeah. Y'all start somewhere. Jeff Loomis, he sucked at guitar. Nah, man. Now, he came right out of the womb just he shredding. He came out of the womb just crushing it. Weeping. <laughs> just fucking going. He was just using his uh, umbilical cord. Just, <laughs> just, fucking, <laughs> just riffing it down. The 24 fret was on his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> just just I mean, just from uh, being quarantined and, like, you know, p- picking up the guitar again and practicing, like, I feel like I've gotten my – how I used to play before. But um, just playing with a metronome right now. It does does help, obviously. You hear so many musicians talk about it, but it infuriates me. Oh, yeah, like, because it's I get, never wrong. Actually, it is when you use – I'm sorry, Ultimate Guitar, you're great. Ultimate Guitar, I love you guys. But your app, randomly, the metronome just – maybe it's my phone with the app, but randomly, like, you know how it's like a metronome's going? It will randomly just go off beat at once yeah, and then go back? That, yeah, but buy an actual metronome. <laughs> or, Whoa. you know, well, I, I don't – I did. Okay. I bought the app. Every, yeah, right. I, every guitar app is actually really handy, guys. Well, it does seem like to them. sponsors, guitar. free ads. Imagine. Uh, yeah. Well, every the only one I found that sucked really bad was uh, the Google Google metronome. When you Google metronome, it just comes up under the search bar, and you oh, can't really? control the volume. It's rough when you just put that on. My computer's loud as shit. Maybe cause I don't know what it is. I think I did like metronome.com or something. Uh, metronome yeah. online. That one was really is like blue. And yeah. it really broke it down really nicely. But you know what that I compare really it good. to? Compare it to because back uh, back in the day when I worked out for a good week, uh, I remember I met this just fucking yoked as fuck Irish guy at the gym who just like he just had like shin Seamus? pads and fucking no, he kind of looked like <laughs> Seamus. He was ripped. He was a great guy, but he ran me through because I asked him about striking because he had all the fucking gear and I was like, yeah, it would just like show me, dude. When you work the heavy bag. Given I'm, I have no skill of striking, I never got taught. So you're just kind of hitting, learning some bullshit combos. But when you hit pads, when someone you're you're working off of someone else's tempo, which is what a metronome does. Because like when you're playing by yourself, you're thinking you're in time, but you're subconsciously as you get tired, you know you're going to slow down a little yeah. bit. You're playing off of your time. Where when you work with someone with pads or you're working with a metronome, you're playing with someone else's time, and that's why it's so fucking tiring. Yeah. Because like you're just like oh my god, you'll let yourself slip when they're like, no, right here you missed over here <laughs> faster, faster. I remember, dude, the level of sweat from me hitting the heavy bag because I thought I was hitting. I was like, <laughs> and then him, he's like, watch out, kaka, watch out, kaka. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm exhausted. <laughs> like, and the same thing with metronome, dude. You're fucking doing your del- your del- your paradiddles. Oh, dude, it's so tiring. You just, especially the aggravation. At least this. You'll hear – they slap your hand as, like, you're fucking yeah, yeah. coming in, so it makes a louder sound. It makes you feel like you're, you're Mike Tyson. Uh, it, but when it comes to that, you know, oh, the second you hear that offbeat and you know it was you, that's what sucks about a metronome. Yeah. Because it's not because you it, – it sucks. It's because you suck and you should have stayed with it. It's like <laughs> – when I'm doing a paradiddle, especially there's this paradiddle exercise. I know I'm going to this. Single to doubles, it's a little bit tricky. All the drum nerds are coming out right now. All right. There's this accenting thing I learned from Tommy Igo that's like you accent the off some off notes in a paradiddle. You're not just accenting the first notes yeah. like a normal paradiddle. Uh, yeah, when you do that one and you go from f- single to double to triple, dude, that's that double single to double. Like, dude, how many times I've heard that stupid fucking metronome just come out? Like, I'm just like, like, oh, then you just zoom it back down twenty. You're just like, oh, <laughs> I can't, just like fuck my entire life. Then you get confident, you go up five, you go down two. Just like trying to zone in on where you're good, you're like, oh, this blows. It sucks, <laughs> well, dude. Nice Especially little guitar. metronome talk right there. If any of our listeners 
tuned out. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Why? Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Yeah, metronomes suck. No, it's just like you get PTSD when you actually. I got really annoyed because I heard something in a song that sounded like a metronome, but it wasn't. It was just like I don't know what it was, and I was like angry. You well, know? that's why I like the electronic drums, like all like the rolling, the like the anytime, uh, like any big drummers do a master class. Like I know it's about Tony Royster Jr. He's like, let me show you how to have fun in like five eight or some bullshit. And he just like uh, he put on the metronome. You could change the voice on the drum set. It's not just blink, 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 blink. It's one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. And I'm just like, and he just starts riffing. I'm like, one. That would just piss me off. Imagine that being your sound. I could never do it because if I fucked up, and just you're hearing this dork fucking <laughs> scream the time signature at you, especially seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's like, ah, <laughs> you're know, like, it gives, it freaks me out. Like Total I'm just Sergeant any- yelling at you. Oh, dude, like Chris Coleman did that too. And of course he used that dumbass like voice one. And, and it's hard D, bro. Dude, Chris Coleman's a gangster. When it comes to playing out of time, that guy is just, he doesn't get, he lives in the Matrix. We talked about the Matrix in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lives in it. He's just like seven, Dan no Tara. big deal. And he just riffs. And he, but yeah, that voice. Try that. Maybe I'll make it better. Just one, two, three, four. One, two, three, <laughs> four. One, two, three. You accent the other ones. One, two, three, four. Dude. It kills me. Well, if anyone's still listening to our show right now, <laughs> we uh, we we appreciate you listening. If you want to pick up uh, anything from Without Mercy, the Seismic album comes out November twentieth. They said do it. Um, well, DJ mentioned doing it from their website. It's withoutmercyband.com. Uh, I think that's it. Actually, it's all going to be in. The- did I mention that? It's all going to be in the description anyway. But go to the band's website because that directly supports them. It helps yeah, them out. Their, right their website them. is just is just a store. So if you go to it, it's just you just go right in. It'll show you all the little care packages they have with shirts, yeah. CDs, and all that good stuff. Posters. Pretty good merch there too, guys. Awesome shirt. They yeah, have they have a, cool a good logo. logo. So, so yeah, make sure you guys do that November twentieth. Uh, Blood Blast label distribution. Pretty awesome right there. So, and um, yeah, remember you guys, you can catch us on Spotify, Stitcher. Because if you're watching this on YouTube, Google Podcast, right now, Google Podcast. Um, yeah, all the I think we're on eleven platforms right now. So all the major platforms we are on. So what what what, what whoop, whoop de whoop we're all uh fucking <laughs> icp fans whoop de whoop <laughs> and uh right now jesse is a reaction artist tell us about that uh took a little break don't and- care <laughs> yeah yeah no actually i gave up on that i'm actually becoming the voice for all metronomes for uh for for yeah, yamaha. jesse's a, a, for a yamaha. what's that called a uh human uh poster board for atms at, get at me come on bro i'm telling you dude the e is like not there dude if you give me some bush light beer dude i'll show you a bro dude that's what this headband is bro get atms all right yeah, actually just weird broscience.com go by check out uh jesse's reaction channel tell us about it yeah that'd be uh youtube.com slash c slash incid one uh i won't i won't lie i haven't put out a little bit but i'm coming back don't worry and then uh yeah that's pretty good and then check out my boy back. over here with yeah, another back. reaction finally back with another reaction uh, uh i still do my, my radio show oh yeah sorry jess you oh Go. you were swinging my way yeah oh you over here <laughs> my boy over there <laughs> um okay yeah so still do my show with wmsc tuesday night 7 to 10 p.m uh, yeah so make sure you guys tune in for that and it's also going to be on soundcloud my interviews 
um, whoever I have on there will be on soundcloud.com. I also put them on my YouTube channel. And then uh, my archives for my show, let's say you couldn't tune into it live, you can um, view it on mixcloud.com slash MTV experience. So fun stuff there. Oh, yeah. SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash WMSC. And also, I actually like to say this because I kind of realize we don't say it, but because we do, one, like and subscribe on our YouTube channel or his YouTube channel. Yes. That's his YouTube channel. <laughs> Comment whenever you guys can. Comment what your favorite part of it. Comment also people you want us to interview or people yes. you know you want to see or whatever. And, you know, just communicate with us just talk you know and we'll talk back and also if you got questions you know we'll look at those and possibly ask you on our next like you know popular things you want to know from bands and then also because we're on other platforms especially apple Podcasts, i'm pretty sure we're on apple Podcasts, right yep give us a five-star review <laughs> leave questions there tell us what you yeah. like about it yeah yeah guys more feedback helps the show and makes it better yeah. for you guys and also we're not even asking for only good stuff too preferably good stuff if we got stuff that make it make us better Without being dicks, don't yeah, be Yeah, if, if you are like, guys, I'm so tired of hearing you fucking talk about that Bane show. <laughs> you can tell us that. It's not going to stop. <laughs> I don't have many like One time we saw Vane. I should have actually put that out as a compilation. Yeah, that could be good. <laughs> uh, I'm not stopping. I don't have many life experiences. And when I got rocked by that douche in that Vane show, that really cemented it in my brain. <laughs> yeah, we'll never forget. We'll be on episode 500 and we'll uh, be well, talking about that. You want to know why I never forget is because not bring up the Vane show, but bring up the Vane <laughs> show. The reason is because it, it was a very much a book, uh, a beginning chapter. You know, like a, like a show is like to be continued after the punch. The next chapter was the time I finally became an old person at a show. Because all the other shows the I've been hit moment. and punched and hit in my nose and fucked it. Oh, my face hurts. I, I've been hit so many times. But that was the moment I was like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to go pay money to go sit up top and just watch. Like you said, I was like, I want to be down here with the action. It's like, well, uh, $50 let's see if that ever happens up. again. Dude, I'll pay right now. I'm my heaviest. I'm not dealing with that shit. Let me get up top. I'm sitting in my bubble. Just watch <laughs> the bubble, the bubble the system. Bubble. I am the bubble. But, uh, all right guys. Thank you for your uh, listening. Thank you. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this. Remember without mercy, seismic November 20th. And, um, yeah, until next time, my friends, keep it real.